Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I am Michael Borky. On a Friday, a day after Ole Miss got their first transfer portal edition of the recruiting calendar, a linebacker, which is a position of obvious need for Ole Miss, uh, is in the boat, on the boat, whatever. Either way, Ole Miss got their first transfer, the portal king, if you want to continue to call Lane Kiffin that, uh, got his first one. And there, there's a lot of questions about, you know, transfer portal. Or wh- why hasn't there been an influx of additions for Ole Miss? We'll talk about that a, a little bit as well. And I've got a uh, like a five-minute thought on basketball's loss to UCF the other night. I am Michael Borky. Again, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky. Follow Twitter, like Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, all under the same name, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And wherever you get your podcasts, uh, I would recommend Spotify, but wherever you get them, stop listening to this in browser. A lot of you still do it. Stop it. Pull out your phone, get your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, leave a rating, and a review if you like what you hear. If you don't, just send me a DM. I'll try to fix what you think is wrong with <laughs> with uh, with this. So let's get started. Uh, first of all, before we talk about the commit, actually, uh, there was a really funny picture of uh, Lane Kiffin visiting Ra Ra Thomas. Apparently, he is uh, scheduled to visit Auburn this weekend. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I am very, very interested in that particular uh, recruitment uh, because the reporting out of Mississippi State was that he was asking for Judkins-type money from Mississippi State. Um, You know... It depends on what people think Judkins is getting, for one. But if it's a couple hundred, a few hundred thousand dollars, uh, Mississippi State didn't want to pay that. Um, So I'm curious to see how this recruiting goes from that perspective. Uh, Is it as simple as he is just entertaining offers? or And who's more desperate? So uh, Ole Miss is obviously in it to some degree. He visited Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin uh, and Derek Nix went to see him. Uh, last night, and again, the picture was really funny uh, of of Kiffin standing there with him. Um, check that out if if you want to see it for yourself. Uh, but if it is all about money, if the messaging out of Starkville is accurate and that he wants to get paid big time, who is more desperate for a wide receiver and willing to pay that? You know, people talk about how much money Georgia has available. Um, depending on what Auburn person you uh, want to believe, Auburn's got anywhere between five million in NIL and like five hundred million in NIL, and Auburn's going to get every single player they want, and they've got all this mo- all the money in the world. Auburn is just—they are so rich, and everybody wants to be a part of Auburn, except for a bunch of coaches. And anyway, uh, point is, how desperate is Auburn? How desperate is Ole Miss to get a guy like him? How much are, are these schools willing to pay? Is actually something that fascinates me. It may not you, but. Ole Miss is obviously trying really hard here to to get Thomas in the boat, and that's a good move. I think he's a would immediately come in and start and be productive. You've seen it at the SEC level. He's got a bit of a drop problem, honestly, that that needs to get worked out. But 
a, a wide receiver that comes in and impacts your team right away. So I understand why they are uh, they're going after him hard. Uh, so we'll see how that Auburn visits go uh, this weekend. Uh, they're also looking at a couple of other guys. Trey Harris from Louisiana Tech is somebody um, that that they're going after, for example, just because uh, the, the point of me talking about this with you, uh, just because they only have gotten one portal commitment doesn't, number one, mean things are going poorly, and number two, um, mean that something's wrong. The, the calendar's a little bit different now. You don't see a flurry of commitments happening really anywhere. I mean, some guys have, but it's not like classes are filling up and Ole Miss is left behind. Uh, they, they still are heavily into a, a couple of defensive linemen. Uh, they've got a, a defensive back from Miami of Ohio visiting uh, this weekend. The portal's going to be open for a while. It's not something that they're going to rush, especially with signing day five days away, right? It's on Wednesday of, of next week. If you can believe it, that's already here. You want the kids to sign before you start getting portal guys at the positions that you're signing them for. So it's moving a little bit slower, but it doesn't mean things are going poorly. It's more competitive uh, than it was last year. At least it seems like it. But Ole Miss is still actively portal recruiting. They're in good positions, apparently. Uh, I don't know this myself, uh, but they are apparently reportedly in good positions for a lot of guys, and they did start actually getting those commitments at least the first one last night so i'll tell you who that is after i tell you that the podcast is brought to you by advantage business systems absms.com is the website if you're in the market for office technology and you are located anywhere inside of the state of mississippi uh absms.com is the website advantage business systems has you covered they have got everything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage data security phone systems Technology in the office, if you need it, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. If you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me, absms.com. Uh, forgive me, young man, if I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly. Jeremiah uh, Jean Baptiste. I would love for it to be Jean because that would be just kind of cool. I guess we will find out uh, on a later date exactly how you pronounce his name. But uh, the UCF linebacker uh, has committed to Ole Miss, made that announcement on Twitter. He is another one-year rental for Ole Miss. So it goes from from Chance Campbell and Mark Robinson to Troy Brown and now another one. Uh, Gene Baptiste will have one year of eligibility remaining, has played four seasons at UCF. That name might actually be familiar to you. Because Ole Miss recruited him. Actually had an official visit to Ole Miss uh, back during his regular recruiting days. Uh, Things got weird there. Something went wrong uh, with that. Uh, But out of high school, you know, was recruited by other D1 schools, including Ole Miss, took a visit, uh, came back to uh, Oxford this week, chose to commit. And, uh, you know, they expect him to play. That, That linebacker room, you know, they returned some guys that are experienced, no doubt. But... Now, that linebacker room is one that um, needs bodies, needs help, and this is an an experienced guy, a a big physical guy in the interior of that defense that can come in and plug and play, and and you kind of know what you're getting, just like with Troy Brown, just like with Chance Campbell, although Chance Campbell was a special case with just how good he was right away. But either way, um, another one of those one-year rental linebackers for Ole Miss, and it is a good pickup. 
It really is. He uh, had 52 tackles this year, was third on UCF's team for uh, for what that's worth, but the coaching staff apparently very high on him, a uh, big physical linebacker out of Florida that they were able to get committed last night. So there you go. That's Ole Miss's first transfer portal edition. Again, they've got a couple of other defensive guys that, that they are apparently in on um, – so there you go, and we'll see if they can continue the momentum that they had last year. But for now, this is uh, this is the start, and signing day is coming up on Wednesday. Visitors in town, all that stuff. It's kind of chaotic right now, but um, so far, Ole Miss's losses in the portal are just reserve and backup guys, and then Miles Battle. I, I think you know he's. Classifying him as a reserve is not really fair. He did play some meaningful snaps this year, but so far Ole Miss has only really lost to the portal anyways, non-impact guys. And um, fascinating, by the way, that nobody's opted out for Ole Miss yet at the bowl game. Uh, I mean, you've even got portal guys that are practicing, uh, which is um, seemingly unique in college football at this point to have basically your entire team intact for the bowl game is kind of a new thing in uh, in college football. But so far, so good for Ole Miss in terms of who they lost, which is really not anybody of significance so far. And now they've started picking up some guys. So uh, before we continue, I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by LBs, just across from Kroger on University in Oxford. It's the best place in the state to get your meat. If uh, you don't feel like doing the cooking during the work week, At lunch hour, they'll do the cooking for you. They've got daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, but they will be open tomorrow. So if you want to do some cooking, the weather is a little chilly, but should be nice. Bowl games are on. Go to LB's, get some meat from Greg and the good people there. Tell them I sent you. They'll hook you up as well. Um, And watch some college football. Only a few weeks left of it before we have a long hiatus once again. So go by, see Greg or anybody, any of the good people there at LB's, just across from Kroger on University. So basketball had a pretty embarrassing loss, or at least the start of the game was pretty embarrassing. Um, We talked about it on the radio show some yesterday, and so I'm just going to put that back and forth. You'll hear Haydad's voice as well, but um, I'm just going to put that in uh, in here. And um, instead of just rephrasing what I said on the radio show, I'll just bring you what I said. So here that is now, just... uh, you know, five minutes or so of uh, reaction to Ole Miss's loss to UCF. And that will also end the podcast. So when that clip ends, that will be the end of this show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this quick little recruiting update. Uh, appreciate you for sure. And uh, we'll be back on Sunday because this is uh, possibly a pretty significant recruiting weekend for, uh, for Ole Miss. So I expect some news over the weekend. We'll talk about that. and. Uh, Bring that to you on Sunday. So here, some thoughts on basketball, and um, I'll talk to you guys again on Sunday. With 12 minutes and 7 seconds to go in the first half, Matt Morrell made a three-point shot to bring the score to 21-3 in favor of UCF. That's right. UCF started the game last night in Oxford on a 21 to nothing run. Ole Miss's first basket came just under eight minutes, or in just under eight minutes worth of game action. Ole Miss clawed their way back, though, cut it down to 10. 
uh, at halftime, cut it down to four in the second half, but it wasn't enough. They lose by 11 at home. On the surface, UCF is certainly not a bad loss. Uh, they are a team that is top 60 in the metrics and you know, Ole Miss right now, if you look at their resume, the L's are all fine. Oklahoma will not hurt you. Uh, Memphis will not hurt you. UCF will not hurt you. But right now their best win is Florida Atlantic. And these, uh, what, three losses in the last four games and in two of the last three games, they have been raced out of the gym just minutes into the game. Uh, I mean, really just dominated from the jump. Uh at Memphis, and again, UCF came out to a 21 to nothing lead. In a year that was so important for Kermit Davis for so many reasons, coming off of a 4-14 and mark in league play with terrible offensive basketball, it looks the same. Last night looked like the exact same product that you saw a year ago. And I know that it's December. There is time for him to figure it out, but Kermit Davis has two months to figure it out, or else Ole Miss is going to have to make a difficult decision. The product right now is simply not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Getting raced out of your own gym like that, two games after you got raced out of the Forum in Memphis the same way, after going 4-14 and in the league last year, is simply unacceptable. Things have to change. They have to change fast. Simply put, or else. It's not even a difficult decision at that point. You know, if you're losing basketball games, and this is year what four for for Kermit, it's you know that's it's, it's just time. Either you're winning by now or you're not. And if you're not, then they got to make a move to, to make a decision and br- and bring in a new coach. That's just how that's just how the game works. This is how this business works. If you can't get the job done, you can't get the job done, and you move on. So right now, it's it, I mean, non-conference losses, you know, you only have so many you can you can swallow, unless you're playing Kansas and Michigan State and, and, and Duke every week. There's only so many you can swallow and have any realistic hopes for postseason play. Three is probably the maximum. So if the rest of the way, they got to win out in non-conference, and they've got to find a way to be good in the conference – they won't have a chance at postseason. And they found possibly some nice things from a couple of reserve bigs. Mbala played well. Ewan played well. They, those guys need to start at this point. At least they bring energy. Uh, but, you know, right now, Ruffin, he's not 100%. He really, he really can't give them much uh, offensively. They, they don't have anybody that can make shots consistently. And this is going to sound kind of elementary, forgive me, but. When I watch the aforementioned NBA, and, and I'll I'll watch the Pelicans, for example, and let's say they give up a few baskets in a row, what Willie Green will do the next trip up the floor will design a set specifically to get Zion the ball on the block and let him go to work. They will make sure that their guy, the the set design is for their best player to get a high-percentage shot. Happens with the Grizzlies, happens with Devin Booker, happens all over the NBA. If things don't go well for you after a couple of possessions, it's set for Zion right here. We'll get you on your left hand, and you go make a play like you do. 
I don't see that from Ole Miss. And maybe it's happening, and I'm just not smart enough to recognize it. But when you get into an 8 nothing hole, an 11 nothing hole, whatever it was last night, I didn't see a, this set is designed for Matt Morrell to get the basketball and a high percentage look, and this is what we're going to do. I don't see that. It doesn't look like they're creating offense for individuals. It looks like they're running like this a structure, and it just it's, it's just going to happen however it happens. Guy like guys like well, Matt Morrell need freedom, and it, it looks like they are restricted. And I, I know that's an elementary thought, but that's what it looks like from my vantage point. When I watch high level basketball all the time, and it looks like the best players have freedom, and, and Ole Miss's best players don't appear to have the same freedom. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.